Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, this is Jeremiah. Uh, Welcome back for another week of Board Games Daily. This is my second time doing this intro because the first time I just hit play and I didn't hit record. So you don't know that, but now you do. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Hey, it's the middle of August. School's starting back up. Things are pretty crazy around here in Ohio. I guess they probably are out in Colorado where Scott is too, but... We just wanted to get things going, so AJ is going to bring a new topic for the week, our main topic of the week. Firestone and AJ are both going to give us game night recaps today, talk about what's been on their table and why it's fun and exciting. And the best part about this is there are lots of ways for you, the listener, to get involved. You can be a part of our conversations our topics, our discussions. You can do that by finding us out there on social media at Theology of Games on Twitter, which is now X. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Instagram, Facebook. You can email us theologyofgames at gmail.com. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can comment on this episode or our favorite thing, use the voice message feature and you can leave a message and we will include you in the show. Thanks again for tuning in. This is Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. Hey everybody, it's Firestone here. And I'm talking about my game night this week and what we played and what my thoughts were. So first we played Underwater Cities. Um, We played it at four players, which is not the number that you want to play Underwater Cities with. And I think uh, when the guy who picked it, picked it, there weren't going to be four of us there, but then it got delayed a week or two. And so then everybody was there and he's like, well, we'll just do it. Um, But really... You don't want to play that game with four. But it's a really great game. Uh, it's a guy by Vladimir Suchi. And it's a worker placement game, but also a tableau building game where you're putting down your workers, doing things, and building underwater cities. So you're building out from this main city, building tunnels to get to other to build other cities. You're building desalination plants, farms. And another thing that I'm totally blanking on. Um, oh, yeah, labs. And those things give you different resources and uh, you produce at certain points and then get points. And some of it's a race. It's really great. It, this is a terrific game that um, just fires on all cylinders for me, unless I'm playing with four people. You just don't want to do that. So, uh, and you can also play this on Yucata. Yucata? I think it's pronounced, um, .de, and it's a pretty good implementation, uh, other than it being a little small, but
but you can hover over cards. There's lots of cards with so lots of text, but you can hover over them and find out what things are. So check out Underwater Cities. Just don't check it out with four people. Unless you're playing online, it would probably be fine then, but it's just too dang long. The other game we played is a game called Fun Facts. And it is by Repost Productions, and it's kind of a third in the trilogy with Just One and So Clover. I really like Just One. It's terrific. And So Clover is even better. Like, So Clover is just the game we play constantly. Whether I have with my youth, with youth group, with my game group, with my family, with strangers, with people I know, everybody. So Clover is just great. So this was the third one where we're like, oh, maybe it's even better. And the truth is that it's not better. So Fun Facts is a game where you sit around and you have these little arrows that you will write on with dry erase markers. And there's a series of questions, just a whole deck of questions. And all of them involve some kind of a number. And so it might be, um, how many tattoos do you have? How many people around this table do you think you could beat at Scrabble? How old were you when you got your first job? What is the most money you would spend for a nice meal? How many times a month do you go out to a fast food restaurant? Things like that. And everyone secretly writes it. And this is a cooperative game, by the way. Like, um, just one so clever. And you write down the number on your little card and then, or on your little arrow sort of thing and then you flip it over and then starting with the person to the left of the person who asked the question everyone kind of places their thing out and then the next person places it either above it or below it if you think your number is higher or lower than theirs and then it goes around the table and the person who asked the question gets one final chance to move theirs theirs is the only one they can move but they can move it anywhere in the, in the kind of the stack once you think you have it, you flip them over and you want to go from lowest to highest. And if two people write the same thing, then it's fine, obviously. But um, so and kind of like the others, you're just trying to do as many of those as you can. Uh, I think you ask a set number of questions, but I don't recall what it is. The truth is, it's it's a fine game. It's not as good as either Just One or um, So Clover. There's just not kind of an interesting hook to it. Like, like there is with those. However, I will say this. So we played a couple of games with these guys that I've been gaming with for years. And the truth is that I found out more about them in playing this game than I did in the last... Some of them I've been gaming with for 16 years, probably. Uh, it was really cool. Like, these questions just kind of... You, you would tell a little story. Oh, here was my first job, and here was this, and... and um, you know, you just have these conversations where I got done with the, the evening and I was driving home and I realized that game was not as good as the others in that trilogy, but it really facilitated discussion and me knowing more about these guys. And I loved that. So there's a part of me that's like, maybe I should get this game just because it fosters discussion and you don't even intend it. It, it was just kind of coming out and we were just telling these stories. It was really interesting. So, uh, Fun Facts is a fun game, not as fun as the others, but you will probably learn more about the people you game with if you play it. So, give that a shot. My game night was Fun Facts and Underwater Cities. What did you play this week? 
Let us know. Keep the conversation going. And thanks for listening as always. Hey there, everybody. AJ here, and I'm bringing you the topic for the week. I'm pretty excited about this one because I've recently been talking about some games that are older games that um, are still hitting the table for me. So I call them oldie but goodies. Um, And uh, recently, I think I talked about Mystery Express, published by Days of Wonder, and how I had that hit my table at a game night a few weeks ago, and really had a blast with that. And if I did, if you didn't hear about it in one of our last episodes from last week, you might hear about it in one of this week's episode. I talked about Small World, which is also published by Days of Wonder. Another game that is really, really fun to look at on the table. It's bright and vibrant. It's got a cool little theme going on and um, a great little area control mechanism as well uh, to score some points. And I still really, really enjoy that game. So this week's topic is oldies but goodies. Um, I'm just introducing the topic now. I'm going to let Scott or Jeremiah take the lead on it and uh, tell us what is what is one of their favorite oldies that still hits the table. Mechanically, it does stuff better than newer games that are on the board game shelf. Um, and we still, we still keep it on the shelf for that very reason. So let's hear from them. Uh, I'm excited, and then I'll put my two cents in, uh, in in a day or two. All right. Hey everybody, AJ here, giving you my game night recap. I had a great night last night playing some new games and one really old game, and I'm going to talk about all three. The first one that I played was Splendor Duel, which has been out for about a year or so now, and it was super cool. Uh, If you know anything about Splendor, it's a staple in the hobby. Um, You'll find it at Walmart, you'll find it at Target, and you know, anywhere you can buy board games pretty much. Is it the best board game? No, but it's a great gateway game. And Splendor Duel uh, is no exception. It is also a gateway game, um, but super fun. Obviously, it's head-to-head. There's a lot of similarities going on in the game with the original. Um, but I like what I like about Splendor Duel, my favorite part of it was there are... Um, what would you call it? Um, victory conditions that once they're met, you automatically win the game. And there's three of them that you can meet. You can either get 20 points, you can get 10 crowns on your cards, or you can get 10 of the same gem uh, on your card tableau. So it was very cool. I enjoyed Splendor Duel a lot. The second game we played is is an old game by Days of Wonder called Small World. Again, another classic game, a staple in the industry. Lots of people, even if they're new to the industry, uh, or the hobby, excuse me, have played Small World or at least want to play it because they know that it's one of those games that has just been around and has legs to stand on. And um, this was awesome. We played Small World. I hadn't played it in a long, long time, and I had a great experience with it. Finally, we played a game by 25th Century Games called Motor City. It's this heavy roll and write. I thought it was going to be like a racing game, but it's actually you're, you're like building cars and the manufacturing and production of them and the engineering. And it is a heavyweight Roll and write, if you will. Had a fantastic time playing this game. Um, it is a little bit harder to get into. Um, the rules, there's quite a few that you've got to learn to begin. But once you get playing it, it's actually not so bad. Even though it's a heavier roll and write, um, it's actually easy to play once you know once you know how to play and once you know what you're doing. 
but the learning curve is a little bit, mm, it's a little bit heavy at first. So anyways, those were the three games that I played on my game night. Had a great time. Uh, You should be hearing some more in the days to come about what Firestone played and some more about the cage fight. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.